the experience. Chance, yeah. So I understand where Randy's coming from in terms of like, there are a few spots and those spots are the only spots that can get you experience. Right. That's the beauty of stand-up, is yeah, that if uh, you even decided, I want to do stand-up, right. you could hit me up, I'll give you a list of all the open mics in the city, right. and tomorrow you could right. go do an open mic True. in front of like 18 randoms. Yeah, yeah. And just go like, okay, I'm just going to try these jokes. Right. Like that's, the, that's, what, that's why I love stand-up, is that anybody can do it, yeah. anybody can put their money where their mouth is, right. and try. Try it. You know? That's dope. And like begin the journey. Yeah, right, 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 right. Because it is a journey. Yeah. But that's why I love stand-up. And that's how your career started, obviously? Yeah, well... Did you yeah, go to well, an open mic or... I did, yeah, I did go to an open mic, but it wasn't like a random open mic in the city. It was at the comedy club. Oh, I see. So there's a comedy club called The Classic. Right. And I went to the comedy club yeah. and... You just approached him and whatnot? Or? Yeah, you email the owner. Oh, I see. Um, and then he'll, he'll make sure that there's a... Well, he'll find the there's next open you. spot. Right. Give you that open spot. Dope. And then you're in. And so the first gig I did was... I didn't even know that this was happening, but the first gig I did was part of a competition <laughs> called the 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 um the, the um Raw Quest. True, I had no idea. So you're thrown into the fire a little bit. Well, I didn't even know. Like <laughs> even after I got off stage, oh, I didn't, didn't know. know. Yeah, I didn't oh, know. <laughs> yeah, I just went on stage, did the gig. It went well. Yeah, as well as it could go could for like a new person. Right. Um, and I got off stage, and then I get an email like three weeks later saying like you've made the semi final. Oh, and I go, semi final? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what is it? like at first when I first got the email, I thought it was like like Nigerian Prince spam. You oh, know, shit. like right. I was like what fine like semi final. Yeah. Like what do you want? What you... I was waiting for the end of the email to be like now put your account details here. <laughs> but then I went to the email and it was the, Scott, the owner of the True. comic book. and I was like, oh semi final. <laughs> this was a competition, right. and I that's when I realized that I was in a Comedy competition. Sure. And so I went to the semi-final, did the exact same set that I did at the, the, the first gig, right. did well again, and then got to the final. Oh, shit. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah. And, yeah, and performed. My third gig was in front of 400 people. Damn. Yeah. Your third gig? My third gig. Well, like, ever. ever. Shit. Yeah. Uh, it was sacking it a little bit? Or? Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I took big shits that night. <laughs> massive shits. Massive nervous shits. As you should, though. And you know nervous ones are stinky <laughs> as hell? <laughs> nervous ones are stinky as hell because it's got the food, but it's also got, got the, the nerves. <laughs> <laughs> and the nerves make it smelly. So, Shit. yeah, I, I was nervous as hell. Yeah. but And I didn't win. But it was fine. But to like, make the final, without 30, even knowing you were in a competition, yeah, right? it was crazy. <laughs> so yeah, and then after that, it was just I just, just never all, stopped. All guns blazing. Yeah, just yeah, every yeah. single gig I could get on. Was it? Yeah, I found it yeah. and I went on it. Do you have to tread carefully with your jokes and stuff, or and like? Because I've never really understood that. Like, is there any? Because some dudes have no filter; they're just yeah. saying whatever. Like, there's yeah. dark humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dudes just like, I think I don't think you have to tread carefully. Yeah. I just think you have to be smart. Smart. You have to do your homework. Right. Like, if you're gonna do, like. Saying shit that hurts people's feelings, yeah. point blank, yeah. is not funny. Right. What's your point? You know, like, right. what are you trying to say? Like, right. like, like, what is... Funny will always rule. Yeah. And if your joke is genuinely funny, yeah. that means you've done your homework, right. you've crafted something intelligent, yeah. and you're delivering something that people find funny, even though you're, you're tiptoeing on a taboo right. subject. If you're just out here saying shit that hurts people's feelings, <laughs> and, and clearly the joke's not even that good... Right then you have no excuse, right. you know? That's true. Like, what are you doing, yeah. my man? Yeah. But, so that's what I'm, that's my rule that I have with myself, is nothing's off limits as long as you've done your homework, homework. you're being intelligent about it, mm. you're not punching down. Right. You're always either punching laterally or sideways. And what I, mean by, what I mean by that is, 
punching down mm-hmm. is punching down towards people who are defenseless right. and have already been pushed to the bottom of society. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the reason it's taboo to do a joke about people with mental disability is because people with mental disability, unfortunately, in the hierarchy of society, are near the bottom near of the, the ladder. Yeah. So if you do a joke with no point, doesn't mean anything. All it's doing is making fun of, of people with disability, and that's, that's it. it. Right. Then all you're doing is this. That's all you're doing. Right, right. So that's, the, that, that's one of the major rules that I'm really conscious of, is oh. like, are you punching down... And if you are talking about people with mental disability, do you have a clear point? Right. You know? Right. Are you saying something that maybe lifts them up? Mm. Or are you, you know, like, are you doing something that actually changes the narrative, the narrative. or doesn't punch down? Right. If you're punching up, mm. unfortunately, if you're up on the, on the top of the ladder, the rule is we can punch the shit out of <laughs> you. You know what I mean? But that's because you're at yeah, the top of the ladder. Top, right. You should be able to Nothing's, joke about that. Yeah, like, if I joke about white people... Nothing changes. Right. You're going to be good. Like, <laughs> yeah, your yeah. life's going to be gonna chill. Be white. <laughs> yeah, you're going you're gonna to get a job. You're going to, like, everything... Like Everywhere you go, you'll be fine. Your social status does Doesn't, not change. Yes, true, true. But if I punch down to... If I'm on the comedy gala on TV right. and I do a joke about mental illness, <laughs> that has an impact right. on, the mental, on, the peop, on the community. Yeah. Because, yeah. it's one, it's a small community. Yeah. Two, they're already at the bottom of the ladder. Right. You know, so you've got to be conscious of that kind of stuff. Right. You've got to be conscious that your words have impact. Mm. You know, and, and, and that's what I think people need to, like, be, be aware of when they start this journey of comedy. Mm. It's not that, like, everything's off limits. Right. No, everything's yeah, on limits. On limits, right. But it's just, how are you doing like you it? Like being smart about yeah, it. Yeah, being smart yeah, about doing it. Doing your homework. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, dope advice for people out there. Because yeah, I've always, like, um, watched comedians and stuff yeah. and wondered, like, damn, like, that's a bit overboards, but... Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wonder how they think about it, like, the comedians themselves. Like. It's, it's, and also, it's like, man... Doing, doing real easy comedy when you're punching down, like, the reason it gets a laugh is because it has shock value. Right. Because at the end of the shock. day, laughing is being surprised. That's yes. what laughing is. Right. You know? No matter what joke you do, yeah. the, the laugh comes from your surprise. Right. So, shock comedy, saying the thing you're not supposed to say, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of times where I love shock comedy. Right. Like... <laughs> I love, I love saying things that I shouldn't say <laughs> yeah, yeah. just to like, just to get, a, yeah, like, get the surprise. Like every now and then my wife will be like, we'll say something and I'll just out of nowhere, I'll be like, fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I'm going to get in huge trouble, but it's just so That's funny, kind of like that, saying yeah. the thing I'm not supposed to say. So like, don't get me wrong. I understand shock comedy. <laughs> yeah. Like I love shock comedy, right. but there is a form of shock comedy that exists because it's easy. Mm. Because it's the easiest way to get the surprise. Right. And so then there are a lot of comedians out there who have built their career on only easy jokes. Right. And now society is saying, hey, 80% of those easy jokes uh, kind of feel unfair. Right. Because you're just doing jokes about people who are defenseless. Mm, right. We don't have a voice. Right. We're not on TV. Right. We're not... I mean, things are changing because social media gives everyone a yes, voice. Yes. But it's like, you're kind of just like shitting on us for no reason. No, We've done nothing. Right. And eighty percent of the jokes that those people, are, the shock, shock comedians are doing, are getting taken away, right. and they're going, "Oh, but my easy jokes were what I built my career right, on." Right, no, and no, we're no, going, no. "Well, could you like elevate your game a little right, bit? Right, right, <laughs> work on your craft. Yeah, work on your craft a little bit, get better." Yeah. Um, and so I think that's where a lot of the frustration for comedians who just want to like, 
like be un PC all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like that's where it comes right, from. Right. It's like, oh, things were sweet ten years ago. Right. What's changed? You know, exactly. And it's like my guy. Like <laughs> society changed. Right. Society Evolution evolved. And, yeah. We're not saying you can't do a joke about. Whoever, whatever community you want mm. but again just be smart about, about it, it. Yeah, make sure it. the joke is good right right, right like right. if it's easy yeah. we don't respect it anymore right. yeah. you know and like you said have a point eh? have a point yeah. here's the other problem yeah. is that because now social media exists and like people have been doing comedy for so long now we've kind of heard it all right yeah true you know that's true like just kind of doing an easy gag about like I don't know islanders yeah is it's not original it's, anymore. Right, that's true. We've heard it all. That's straight up, yeah. You gotta right. find a new angle. Yeah, you gotta find a yeah, new yeah, take. You yeah. gotta find an interesting way to enter it right. so that people don't go, okay, this yeah. joke that we've all done at high school 50 <laughs> times, you're doing. Right. You that's know? true, yeah. And like you said, that's part of working on the craft, though, yeah. right? Like every day, yeah. Yeah. So it's, do you spend a lot of time like writing and, and thinking and jotting? Yeah, like when I'm, <clears throat> when I'm, oh, con- I'm constantly jotting. Yeah. Oh, like dope. my phone is literally true. filled to the brim with ideas that doesn't mean that all those ideas are good but they're just filled um and then yeah like especially when i'm in the process of writing a new hour of stand-up um i am writing a lot yeah there are periods where i'm not writing writing as much but then i'll get to a period where i'm like okay now i'm forming my new hour um constantly like in the gym i guess you could say right that's that's the analogy yeah that's dope yeah Uh, have you ever had any of your family members come watch yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time? Yeah, my brother comes a lot. Uh, my mum's come a bunch of times. Oh, my man. Dad, yeah, yeah. Come my... full circle, eh? Boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, she, now she's in the crowd going, like, I, I was always proud. I was always proud. <laughs> I knew he was going to make <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. He's so funny, isn't he? <laughs> that's me, that's me. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and yeah, my dad's come. My dad hasn't come as much. Um, but he's come a, a, a few times. He's yeah. come. Yeah. Especially when I'm in... They live in Christchurch now. Oh, true. So especially... Definitely. Yeah, if I'm in Christchurch, he'll come for sure. Yeah, me. Um, my grandma's come, which was me. huge. Yeah, yeah. That was really big for That's me. That's dope. Especially because, like, mentally her health is deteriorating. Oh, right. So I, I was so happy that she got to come. For real, Like, yeah. just before, like, yeah, it right. all kind of fell apart. Yeah, yeah. she got to witness and it. And she got to witness it, yeah. which was really cool. Mm. Um, yeah, a bunch of family members have come. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. And how did how often did you show us now? Did you now, last night, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the comedy festival now. Me. When does this come out? Today. Oh, today. I, okay. I'm gonna edit it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Tonight, so we can plug yeah, it. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it yeah. comes out today, then yeah, come to my show tonight. There's very few tickets left. Yeah. But um, jump on the comedy festival website, comedyfestival.co.nz, yeah. and grab tickets. And then next week I'll be in Wellington. Oh, dope. Five nights at San Fran. Me. Uh, on Cuba Street. Yeah. Yeah. So right now it's comedy festival. So I'm in the thick of like doing a new. What is that package? The comedy is that just a bunch. The comedy festival. Yeah. The comedy festival is a. a it's a. Well, a festival, a festival uh, yeah, yeah it's a festival right. um, and it's just um, not everyone because you have to apply and you might not, not get a it. show mm-hmm. but most a lot of the best stand-ups in the country mean will be doing a show mean yeah mean that's dope and there's so many shows you could go to comedyfestival.co.nz and just scroll through like True. all the shows mean um, Tofinga from um, Laughing Someone yeah. he did a show oh, at the mean. that's how I, we got into comedy like obviously the islanders so like those yeah. were the first guys we watched exactly and they there that's our humour so yeah. it's like cracking up at every yeah. joke and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're still yeah. doing shows though. yeah man I mean not yeah. as a duo anymore yeah, I think um, it's is doing his own thing now yeah I know I heard he's working on a radio or something. yeah yeah he's yeah. doing a bunch of stuff in yeah. media now yeah. and Finger's just He's still killing it. <laughs> still He's funny still here. killing it. He, d- he just did his show at the Comedy Festival. Me. And I'm sure it was amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, he wasn't the the Laughing Samoans weren't the first guys for me. Yeah, but they were really influential for me. me. That's dope. In terms of like finding your audience, right, and just smashing, smashing it, it for your audience. That's what they, they were like. Exactly. They are the Tofinger's the king of that. <laughs> He's the king, man. Um, and I'm lucky enough to have met him once or twice. Right. And form a small relationship me. with him, and yeah. it, and that was like. To me, like fingers like a sensei, man. Like, me, he's so funny. He's so just naturally yeah. warm and like it's like kind. an aura. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I love, I love the laughing Samoans and to fingers a Crap. solo act. Yeah. Uh, I love them Crap. so much. Yeah. So is it um tight knit? Would you say the the community? community yeah, the comedy community is pretty tight knit because we have a small community in of New course, Zealand. Of course. Yeah, we all know each other. We all help each other. We all respect each other. Me. Um, I mean, some re- I respect more than others, but um, <laughs> I mean, like obviously, you know, like fingers at the top of that ladder yeah, of like respect. Of course, but yeah. like, yeah, respect everyone. And you know, the comedy festival is an amazing time for comedians because it's a time to like see each other. Yes. you know, I'm so busy with like TV stuff, bro. Yeah, writing we'll talk a about TV that later. show. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like I'm I'm so busy with all that stuff. I don't get to do as much stand up. Early in my career, I was, was out like four nights, five nights True. a week. I was out. I was like every gig that was on. You did it. I was like I'm in. I'm True. in. I'm in. I'm on. I'm on. Like put me on. Put me on. Me. Now it's like one gig every like three weeks, right. maybe like said, four just... weeks, even once right. a month. True. You know, it's so is this rare what you're doing now, back to back? With the comedy festival? Well, the comedy festival was my chance oh, to, to do, do stand up. Yeah, yes. that's my like window right. to do like stand up yes. back to back to yes, back yes. and really get back into right. the you know like yeah. into like the roots of what yes, I did. Yes, that's why I love the comedy festival because <laughs> all my it. fans get to show up yeah. and watch me do the thing that I originally fell in right. love with. You know, yes, yes. what made you who you are? Yeah, yeah. I mean, stand up's the reason for all of this. Right, right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the it's everything the, else just the byproduct. Of yeah, the yeah, work, yeah. The vehicle, the vehicle, the vehicle for all of this. Yes. and that's what we use in basketball analogies too. Like use basketball as the vehicle to get an education. Yeah, to become a better person. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like basketball, exactly. Basketball's the vehicle to like mold your life and mm. become the individual that you want to become. You know, sure. um, so yeah, stand up was that for me. Yeah. Uh, basketball was as well. Like I mean, going through the program. Yeah, that's buzzy. Yeah, you played like you played since you and I. Yeah. Like, because when I spoke to guys like Tim and that, they said, like, you coach Southern Cross. And Donald, money deal coach? Yeah. So he's like, man, I love Pac. Like, he's I'm a like, good yeah, bro, he's a good dude. He messaged us. That's what I told him. Yeah. And he just had, a, like, a real positive message. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's the man and stuff. Yeah. And then he's just like, he's been coaching at Southern Cross for a while. And I was like, oh, true. Like, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I was coaching. How did that come about? So, I, like I said, I moved to Mangere. Oh, yes, of course. And then I was. Were I you had world him- famous? Or, not quite. Not, it hadn't happened yet. <laughs> had, the last year I lived in Mangere was the year that I got famous. Oh right, uh, like brown famous. Yeah, brown famous. The last year I was I I put that video out in three days. It just exploded with the Tongan community. I'm in Mangere, but we're about to we're about to move. Like a month later, right. we're gonna move. I get a knock at the door. I I'm like oh, I don't know who it is. I, we haven't invited anyone. I open the door. This massive as patched up dude who I know lives across the road <laughs> is just standing there. I shit bricks. I'm like, oh, hey, man. He's like, bro, are you that comedian guy? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. He's going to like, uh, is he angry because I did the accent? Like, is he angry because I said something about like, I shat on Nisian Mystic? Like, he loves Nisian Mystic, you know? Like, is he going like, to yeah, like, beat me up? Like, what's going to happen? And he's like, bro, you're crack up. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, if anyone misses with you, just leave me know, bro. And I'm like, Sweet. okay, man. Okay. Close the door. That's crack up. Like, other people, if they want to, like, and if they want to communicate or interact, 
with their community, yeah. they like bring biscuits or something. <laughs> this guy like, all he had was like the promise of violence. That's all he had. Like, that's my gift to you, is fucking someone up. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro. Okay. I don't need that. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. But um, what was the question? Oh, how did I get into it yeah. with Southern Cross? So when I first moved to Mangere, yeah. um, it was like 2003, beginning of 2013. Right. The last time I had played serious basketball was um, 2010. Yeah. 2009 or 10. Right. Where I played, I played for Canterbury. Oh, me. Because my, when my parents moved to Christchurch, I moved with them and lived there for two years. Oh. So I just, I looked up when the Canterbury trials were and just showed up. up. Oh, and so I made the team. Um, but that was a stacked team. True. We were, we, we were national champs that year. Me. So I was deep on the bench on that team. I was like ninth or tenth off the bench on that team. Still good. Yeah. Still, it was amazing. You were national champion? Yeah, yeah. I was a national champ. Didn't play in the final, but it was... <laughs> I'm still angry about it. But <laughs> no, no, I'm not at all. You're high-fiving your own. Yeah, yeah. But um, that was a team with Ethan Rusbatch on it. True. Like, he... He's killer. He was a beast, right? Yeah. Still is a beast. Still is a beast, yeah. Shout out to Ethan. Shout out to Ethan. Um, but, um, yeah, so that year was the last time I played serious organized basketball. Right. Was going to nationals with the Canterbury team. And then I, after that, I left. I went straight to Auckland, started stand-up. Me. Turned 19, went to my first gig. Mm. And then stand-up kind of took over my life. Dope. And then, like, four years later, five years later, or no, yeah, four years later, I just kind of got the itch again. Yeah. I was like, damn. For wanna, the game? Yeah, I want to be around the game again. Right. Like, I miss it. Me. But I didn't want to play because I didn't have the motivation to, like, get up, train, you wow. know, like, that motivation yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. But I still wanted to be around the game. So I literally just picked up my phone sure. and called every high school that was around me. <laughs> I called Mangere College. I called De La Salle. Me. I called Southern Cross. And the first high school to say, yep, we need a coach, I was going to go. Yeah. And Southern Cross True. said, yeah, yeah, we need a coach. Me. So I just literally rocked up two days later. <laughs> they had no coach. There was like six dudes who like clearly didn't know how to play. Oh, one or two were all right. Yeah. And was like, all right, I'm the coach now. Buzzy. And then just worked with them and kept working. First year, we got thumped. Second year, we got better. Yeah. Third year, we were the best team in the... B div- in, in the yeah, South, South Auckland comp, yeah. we were the best team in the B division. Me. Like We were thumping teams by 20 points. Right. We lost in the semi in a heartbreaker. We should not have lost that oh, game, true. but we lost in the semi. True. That was a real heartbreaker. <laughs> um, but then, and then that year, I took them to, not Auckland champs, I took them to the um, national qualifiers. Me. And I, I just wanted them to experience it. Yeah. I knew we weren't going to do well, right. but, but I wanted them to do as well as they could yes, do. You know, course, be the yeah. best you can be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we played like all the best schools. We played um, Rosmini, yeah. St. Peter's. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> I remember we played St. Peter's and we were only down by two at the half. Sure. And, and their the coach was like, like <laughs> their coach was going crazy on them. <laughs> I just told them, I told my boys, I said, look, these they have like a six foot and ten guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Like the, our tallest guy is like six foot. <laughs> We're just gonna run. We're just gonna run high pick and roll. Yeah. We're gonna move the ball. We're gonna have a baseline cutter, Me. and we're just gonna let it fly. Let it fly. Just shoot it. <laughs> yeah. And we were just hitting. We were just shooting it, and we were only down by two of the half. We ended up losing by like twenty or whatever. Right, right. But still, but still, like it's, to they, compete with a team like that. Yeah, they loved it, man. And um, yeah, we came like second to last, but it didn't matter. Like right, yeah, it was, the experience, it, like you the said. experience of like seeing the best ballers ah, in the country. You know, being with your the boys city. for the week. And... Being with the boys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was cool. That's dope. And then after I took them to that tournament, that year my comedy career really started to take off. I see. And I had to leave. Oh. So I couldn't coach Southern Cross anymore. Right. And I, and I left. And then 
in 2020, COVID happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about it. COVID. <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and my touring career, uh, my touring schedule went out the window. Oh, were you supposed to tour last year? I was meant to go to Australia. I was meant to I go... I asked you that. Yeah, like, I was meant to, stuff. yeah, yeah. I was meant to do a bunch of stuff. True. But obviously, it's out the window. Damn. And I had a bunch of time on my hands. Right. So I was just like, you know what I miss? Coaching. Coaching. Me. And I called Southern Cross and I said, hey, do you still need a coach? And they said, yes. And I was like, man, when do you guys ever have a coach? Like, why do you always need a coach? So I went, I showed up and I'm the coach again. Me. Yeah. Oh. And, and it's incredible. Like, back then, I struggled to have seven guys on my team. And now? And now, still, like, numbers is an issue because Southern Cross is, a, is a, not a big school. Mm. But now we have three teams. Right. You know, we have the 19s, mm. we have the 17s, and we have the 15s. That's dope. And kids want to play. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, the popularity of basketball oh, crazy, has exploded. Yeah. yeah. And, and now, like, numbers... Numbers are still an issue on a on a on a macro scale, yeah. but on a micro scale in terms Bro, of like having yeah, a team. That's, that's a win, right? Yeah, it's there. Yeah, yeah. Like I have the team, yeah. um, and there are dudes who would like, or like I showed up and they already knew how to ball. You right. know, clearly they've been balling for As a while. As opposed to a few years ago, you had to teach them all I'd, the fundamentals right like, from the basics. Right, you know? right, right. Um, so yeah, it's cool. It's 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 awesome. I, I love being back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you enjoying it again? Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. There's always that period when you have that itch to go back and do something. Yeah. Yeah, it never goes away. Like if you're never a hooper, for it, eh? yeah. If you're a hooper, and 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 I mean like really a hooper, like yeah. not just like casually played. Like if you like played, yeah, it never goes it away. Never goes away. Either you'll coach or you'll end up going to a like a run once a week, <laughs> and it'll just uh, and it'll grow from there. Or yeah. you'll like join some team, like club right. or whatever. Like right. you're always gonna whatever come you back can to, to it. get back yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah, are you a big NBA fan? Huge, yeah. True. Who's your team? The Utah Jazz. Oh, for real. Yeah, they've been my team since 2009. So before the bandwagon? Way before the bandwagon. Because <laughs> they're good I got, ass now. I got photos. I got receipts. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, got receipts? I got... I got uh, Wait, I, you said way back in 2009? Yeah. Who was on the squad there? It would have been D-Wills and stuff. It was like. Darren Williams, Carlos Buza. Carlos Buza. Andre Kerlingco. Kerr. Bro, that team was tough. That team was good. Yeah. That team was good. We were never like... Never it, over the hump. Yeah, team. it was never a make it to the finals team. Nah. But it was always a scary team to yeah, play. Yeah, to play against, yeah. yeah D-Will was cold. D-Will was amazing. We had Korver. On one of the years, we had Korver, yes, and Korver. we were just like... There was, a play, there was a playoff series where we looked like the best team in, right. the, in, the, in the league. Right. Because Korver was like pulling all the attention. He'd come off one, right. he'd come off one pin down, yeah. pull all the attention, <laughs> and the ball would swing back to D-Will. He would attack weak side. And we'd, it was just unstoppable. Right. Either you collapse on, on oh, Korver, or you get sucked into D-Will attacking down the lane, right. and he dumps off to either Kirilenko or Buza, <laughs> and it's like, finish. what do you do? Right, pick your poison. Yeah, but yeah. then but then we, uh, I can't remember who we lost to. We came up, I think it was the Spurs. Oh, yeah. We came up against Spurs, a team Spurs who just, like a... they just beat us offensively. Yeah. Like, they just outscored yeah, us, yeah, and yeah, we couldn't yeah, do anything. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I got my Darren Williams jersey. Me. Like, from way like the old one, the ripped up right, like right. that a friend, one of my closest friends, gifted to me. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I, Utah been, Jazz, that's interesting. And it was weird to be a Utah Jazz fan yeah, back right, then. Right, 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 right. But the reason I loved the Utah Jazz is because I fell in love with Darren Williams. Me, he was me. Right, a kind of stockyish, shorter yeah. point guard who yeah. didn't rely on crazy athleticism. It was more like. Taking your time, finding your yeah, seams, crafty, sort of. crafty kind of stuff, and that's how I that's played. How you played? Sure. Yeah, and so I kind of fell in love with Darren Williams, yeah. um, and then 
like most people, if they fall in love with a player, when that player leaves the team, they follow the player. Follow the player. Whereas I just stayed, stayed with, with the team. team. Me, me. And just kind of ended but up... There's a lot of Mets fans now, apparently. Because yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I never understood that. I come... You know, like... I never understood that either. I, I'm from the era of, like... You know, you're a fan of a team. Yeah. And if a star joins that team, great. Yeah. And if your team sucks, that's just the, the shit you got to yeah, go, go through. Go through the rebuild. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a Brandon Jennings fan. Oh, I love Brandon uh, when Jennings. When he got drafted by the Bucks, I was like, oh, that's my team. Yeah. And then it was... That's around the same time, too. Like, 20, yeah. 2009, yeah. Yeah. And then when he left... Like, they became a bit ass. Yeah. And Giannis obviously grew into A league. bit ass. They became major <laughs> ass. Was that... Did, um... Was that TJ Ford? Did he get drafted after Jennings? Yeah. yeah uh, the, before, before. Oh, before. TJ Ford, yeah. Oh, before, okay. Before, yeah. That was, uh, that was the era of, like, Michael Reed and all that. Yeah, things. yeah, That's right. when they were nice. And then Jennings came and he was a rookie who exploded on the scene. Yeah. And then he, he was just, good, man. He went downhill because of, like, off-court stuff. And then... Yeah. And then we drafted Giannis. Is he in China? No, he's retired. Oh. He's playing in the Drew League and stuff, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's crazy how much the NBA has evolved, though, eh? It's crazy. Like, the three-point line has become so... Yeah, I'm genuine. Like, I'm a huge NBA fan. I will always be a huge NBA fan. Yeah. But I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not enjoying the product at, the, at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. I like don't... Off yeah, I don't love, like... I don't... You know, and here's why I don't enjoy the product. Because every game is the same. Yeah. Every true. game... Is drive and kick, yeah. <laughs> and I'm and it's ironic for me to say this as a Utah Jazz because we're the best in the yeah, league that, at doing bro. it. We're the best in the <laughs> league at up. drive and kick. Yeah, your and, movement's crazy. Yeah, and but also we're the best in the league at and everybody does this as well. Yeah. Is drive defense collapse yeah. and literally just throw it to the rim yeah. and your six foot eleven yeah. seven foot guy yeah. goes and does it. Yeah. We're the best at that as well. Right, yeah. So the thing that I'm bored of <laughs> is the thing that we're the best at. <laughs> so it's not. That's funny. Yeah, but I'm. I still love the NBA. I think I'm just bored of the monotonous. Everyone copies each other. Yeah. But everyone copies each other for a reason. For a reason. It works. Because it works, yeah, obviously. Um, and I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember which podcast it was, but I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago. And there was a guy that made a really good point. He was like, it's not, it's not an NBA team's job to stay entertaining for you. Right. It's an NBA team's job to, to succeed. Yes. And if the numbers say three-point shots and dunks at the rim are the most efficient way to score, then, then they're going to do that. Their job is to win a title, right. not to entertain you. Right. It's the NBA's job, the league's job, to, to create a product yes, that's entertaining. Yes, hence it's, the playing games. Yeah, hence the playing games. Hence yeah. the creation of the three-point line yes, all those years ago. Right, like You know all those right. things? Hence the hand-checking yes, rules and all that kind of stuff. To allow more offense. Yeah, so it's Adam Silver's job. Yeah. If the game is in a place where it's getting boring, yeah. it's not the team's job. No. You can't blame the team. You can't blame the franchise. It's, the, it's Adam Silver and the NBA's mm, job. Yeah. So, That's like, they, you can't blame the team. They're just doing what they yeah, want to yeah, do yeah, to yeah. succeed. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, like, all the new moves and stuff? Like, do your kids try them in that? Oh, like, man. Like, the step backs and stuff? Everyone's stepping back. Bro. Everyone's Euroing. I got mad on Tuesday with the game packs. Yeah. And one of my boys had, like, a one-on-one side-to-side. Yeah. And if he just kept driving, he would have got, like, either a layup or got fouled. Yeah. The man steps back, it takes a long turn. I'm like, yeah. bro, what the fuck? Yeah, just go to the rim, <laughs> just man. Just go to the rim. And even now when they go to the rim, they're trying to like yeah, be Kyrie. Jerry and stuff. Yeah, and oh, I'm just like, just lay, just lay the ball, ball up. up. Oh my God. Like the said, the amount of times I have to yell, lay the ball up, <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's everyone's stepping back. Yeah. Everyone's trying to jelly. Everyone's trying to go under the hoop <laughs> yeah. and like spin it like Kyrie. 
no one no one wants to just like t- get your man on your hip right get to the rim <laughs> and just put the ball put the in ball get fouled right. or just, you know yeah, put on the glass yeah yeah no one wants to do that yeah so yeah it's i think half the battle is getting my players to just play the right way yeah um and that's the problem with the nba like but this problem has always existed. Oh yeah, you know, like Just even amplified now. yeah, it's, it's amplified now because yeah. the NBA is so popular yeah. and social media and social media. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the the problem existed even when I played. Right. Like you know, like we had a dude in our team that thought he was Ray Allen. And would just as soon as he caught it, 